What's going on, Knicks fans? Yes, yes, yes. Happy New Year. This is our first episode after the New Year. Gunshots for all of y'all. Happy New Year to everybody. Hold, wait, wait, wait. If you, as you can tell, Edson Sean is not here right now. Yeah, it's the two-man show, the yeah. Ryan and Jay show, or the Jay and Ryan show, however you want to say it. However you want to say it, whatever floats your boat, it is our show exactly. right now. I don't know where Kathy is, you know? Yeah, I mean, Kathy did make an appearance last week, yeah, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember last week we said we were going to tie to the share, and she was like, yeah. oh, yeah, it's cool, it's cool. Yeah, and then um, unfortunately, um, we weren't able to accomplish that feat. Yeah, man. So I don't know. I my, my rope my rope game wasn't strong enough. Nah, yo. <laughs> <laughs> but she ain't here today. Ed said, uh, he had to take care of some some pipe matters. Um, not not the pipe matters that you're thinking about. Though. Oh no no no, 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 that type of pipe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the pipe burst in his crib, so he had to go fix that. He's Mister Fix It over here. Yeah. So it is just me and Ryan G. In the building. Yes, sir. Celebrating the New Year's. And you know what? I have to let me get situated with, with the controls again. Last week, we had the cheat code. We had Kathy actually put the sound effects in later. Yes. So that's why it sounds all smooth and stuff. But right now, we're doing it the old-fashioned way. We're going to interact with the sound effects. Pretty much. So so if you so if you um get, if you hear some mistakes during the podcast, just remember, Edson's not here, so we're kind of fooling around with it. We're trying to get it right. So you know what? Happy New Year's to you guys. Bust a few gunshots for the new year. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that that, that sounds like a bit too much. I mean, I mean. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yeah, that sounds more like it. <laughs> <laughs> Happy New Year. Oh, man. Uh, Do anything crazy for New Year's, Ryan? Um... I stayed home because it was very brick outside. It was the hawk was out in full force. So yeah, yeah. I went out with my girl, my home girl. We went out and party a little bit. I see you just want to chill and watch the Dave Chappelle because mm-hmm. the Dave Chappelle comedy. You see oh, Dave oh yeah, the Netflix special. Bro. Oh, that was hilarious, man. Hilarious. <laughs> Dave was so disrespectful, man. So disrespectful. I don't know. I grew up on the South Park era where everything was disrespectful. So everything after that is light work for me. I'm a '90s uh, '90s baby, so I don't know. Yeah, '80s baby, '90s grew up in the were raised, born in the '80s, wrong, uh, grew up in the '90s. So you know, I'm I'm desensitized. I don't know. I'm yeah. not as sensitive. Not not that sensitive either, yo. But so I I, I found it funny. If if, yeah. if if you're not sensitive, check it out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was hilarious, man. Dave was clowning. Yeah, he was OD clowning. Oh my god, that's my guy. That's like my favorite comic. Word. <laughs> ever ever ever. But anyway, <laughs> back to Nick's talk. Yes. Cause that's what we here Just for. Yeah, man, that's what we here for. We here to talk those next. And you know what? Um, we have a lot of goats on the team. I mean, I mean, you know what? This and there's some people, some players who did their role. They played their role. Not officially a goat, but you know what? Without these players, we we wouldn't. We don't know where we'd be. That and, is um, true. Um, Jared Jack. Yes, sir. He he officially signed an extension today now if you if you're listening to us now you probably listen to listening on a Tuesday or Wednesday we are recording this on Sunday January what's the date the 5th or something was well, it's the 8th now cuz oh, it's, it's the past 8th, huh? midnight Ooh, it's, oh January the 8th yes past midnight Jared Jack signed his extension actually on the 7th yes um and you know what he? I feel like he earned it because you know he he started out signing a ten day, and he he wasn't it wasn't a guaranteed contract. But now he's 
Locked and loaded for the full year. Yes, yes. So how do you feel about that Jared Jack being locked and loaded for this full year, man? Well, first of all, I want to read Jared Jack's stats because I feel he deserves some love for getting the um full-year extension. Word, word. He's averaging 7.2 points per game, 3.5 nice. rebounds a game, okay, and 5.9 assists per game. And now, if you read these stats, you may think he's not doing much for the team. No. You know, you know those stats are pedestrian, but nah. Jared Jack's impact on the Knicks this season can be felt more than just stats alone. He actually provided a floor general for the Knicks when um they didn't really have one. It was his play that helped turn the Knicks season around to begin with. Applaud that, man. <laughs> exactly and you know and when you know the Knicks were you know floundering and didn't know plays and stuff Jared Jack stepped in he knew the plays word and he helped the Knicks prosper and therefore he definitely deserves that contract ex- extension now I'm going to play devil's advocate just because um, you know yeah I make the show interesting you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. and you know I, I, my, I keep my ear close to the streets aka Instagram True, true, true. And, um, you know, some people might say Jared Jack is a little too slow for defense. Oh. Hmm. What do you say about that? Do you feel like he's too slow? Well, I mean, he is up there in age. So, therefore, he's not going to have the same speed he had when he was younger. But as I said, his impact is more than just stats alone. You know, like, he's actually had a positive impact on the team as a whole. And I feel like a player like that, whether he's slow on defense or doesn't contribute as much as you want him to contribute, sometimes you need those glue guys that'll be on the team and just help the team just operate and function properly when he's on the court. What about the Chicago game, man? Because when Jared Jack came in in the Chicago game, he missed a free throw. He lost us the game. So he's I mean, bum. I mean, people make mistakes. I mean, damn, LeBron James shoot like what seventy percent from the free throw line. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's mad stars that you can like point out where they're not great free throw shooters, but I don't see people getting on them for missing one or two free throws late in the damn game. Well, I mean, what about the Heat game when Beasley came back in the game and the Knicks were were in a battle with the Heat? Jared Jack missed a bunny layup. To lose the game. What do you say about that, Jared Jack? <laughs> nut hugger? <laughs> first of all, first of all, I don't hug no man's nuts. <laughs> I'm not about that life. But, um, but. You know what? I'm going to get a bro, a bro for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, as I said, man, like, players make mistakes and I feel like. The good Jared Jack has brought to the team outweighs the bad. So, yes, he's missed a free throw. Yes, he missed the layup late in the game. But I don't think that overrides what he's done for the team as a whole throughout the season. I, I, I'm i playing devil's advocate because I don't know. It's just more fun. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I just want to call Bron, uh, Ryan a nut hugger. I don't know why. Nah, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't hug, I don't I don't hug nobody's nuts. I'm making that loud and clear on this podcast. <laughs> But I mean, I agree. I agree with you. I agree with Ryan. It's just for fun. But it's like I don't know. I see people get on Jack a lot, man, and I'm like, yo, I don't understand. I mean, mm-hmm. I, you know what? I get it, and I don't get it. I'll just say that. I get it because, um, like Ryan said, Jack has his flaws. He, he's sometimes he's not as he's not as quick as he used to be. He's not as spry. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So he has problems on defense a lot of times, and I, I I get that. And people, you know, when not everybody who's impactful for the team is going to be scoring uh, 17, 18 points a game. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He's he's more and. There's a lot of good role play intangible guys on this team who kind of do what he's what they're supposed to do. Jack was brought here to do a certain job. Yes. And at his skill level, and considering how he just came back from a crazy knee surgery where he pretty much had to learn to walk again, mm-hmm. you really he really did a great job, man. Like, of we, course. We a, like he said, he was on a three game winning streak before he even started playing. Mm-hmm. And he's filling the gaps. He's mentoring our young guy Frank uh, Nilakina. He's 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 hitting. He's had a few pretty good games, but he's made. He's he's been very unselfish. Yes. He's he's average. The assist numbers have been good. Uh, and if you follow Jack throughout his career, he's been more of a scorer Most than an assist guy throughout his career. But. With the Knicks, he's recognized kind of what we have, and he's been more of a facilitator, and he's he's, he's a consummate team player. So I'm I'm very happy that Jack has signed an extension, and I I, I don't overlook him because he's not scoring 15, 20 mm-hmm. points a game. He's 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 you know he's the, he's doing what he's supposed to do in his role, and, and is he top ten point guard in the NBA? No, nope. He's serviceable. That's what he is what he is right now. He's serviceable. He's a serviceable veteran guard who's doing what he's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And he's instilling his veteran leadership into this team right now. And, and and you know what? That's what we need. And you know what? Eventually, I want Frank to start. Yes. And Jack is going to be that bridge. And, and yeah, Jack is going to be that bridge for Frank to eventually start. And you know what? Um, I know... What people are thinking, they have their names and their eyes on different players around yeah. the league. Yeah, or you maybe... know a certain somebody who's probably killing it right now for Westchester Knicks? Yeah, exactly. G League in particular. Yes. Um, The Knicks are looking into Trey Burke. Um, if, we're going to go through a whole bunch of news reports. So today, not even today, a few days ago, I was reading about our guy, Trey Burke. Hey, what a... Trey Burke has been killing G League. What's, what's Trey Burke's stats real quick? I don't know. I'm going to just run through his stats, his stats right quick. These are not the exact stats, but these are like around numbers. He's averaging around 26 points a game in the G League. I think for last month, he averaged almost 30 a game yeah. because he was a player mm-hmm. of the month. Mm-hmm. Flamethrower. Yeah, he's a, he's averaging around six assists, which is a pretty decent number. He's averaging almost like 1.5 steals a game. Yeah. And he's shooting around 43% from three, 50% from the field. Word. And for Knicks, who were last in the league in three points attempted, mm-hmm. and he gets up a decent amount of threes too. This is a pretty important stat. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, Knicks definitely need um an extra shooter out there. So, you know what? Um, there's some people in the league, or some Knicks people in the Knicks organization, who feel like they should bring Burke up before January 10th. Now, January mm-hmm. 10th. Is the G League Showcase. Yes. Uh, G League Showcase is a time where everybody in G League gets to play a game for like, I think, how many games? It's like... Yeah, it's it's kind of like, I think, um, it, it takes place for like three to four days, I think. 
Right. And it's basically it's like every team plays a certain amount of games, and then you and then like NBA scouts actually go to these games and they get to scout these G League players, and they say I think, I think the report said about fifty players since this showcase has been running been called up like immediately after the showcase is over to NBA teams. Right. So you would have to think that someone like Burke, who's been the player of the month for this month, averaging damn near thirty points a game. Mm-hmm. He might get some interest in that G League. Most definitely, so, and it and it helps that he's and it helps that he actually has NBA experience. It's not like he's been in the G League like his whole damn career. Word, and he's killing it. I know Nick's been good on that. You know, harping on defense, he's actually pretty good on defense too. So my question to you: I know we talked about Trey Burke a few times here. Mm-hmm. Um, they want to bring him up before the tenth, before all these scouts get to see him. Mm-hmm. Would you bring him up? It's it's kind of tough because I think I read a report saying that if we're to bring up Trey Burke, they're going to have to open up a roster spot. So now it's like, I don't know how that works. Like, do, does that mean they have to actually release somebody or do they just bring somebody down to the G League and then that opens up that roster spot and they're able to bring him up? You and, know what I mean? Yeah, and that's that's the thing What's happening right now is they're not talking about, they don't want to release anybody. That's mm-hmm. what I'm reading. So it's not like uh, they always want to ask that. I kind of like that mentality, but um, in general, you know what I'm saying? You don't want to let go of your assets for nothing. Yeah. Um, obviously, if you're going to cut somebody straight up, mm-hmm. uh, candidate number one is Ramon Sessions. Well, right? obviously. Right? Yeah. He's not getting any burn. His trade value isn't very much. He was a late sign to begin with. Yeah, and if we trade him, more than likely we're not going to get a lot from for him at right. all. Late second round? Yeah, maybe. Maybe? <laughs> and if I'm a team, I'm like, I ain't doing that. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> for what? I'm going wait for you to cut him and I can bring him to my squad if, if I'm that desperate. Exactly, for free. Exactly. And, you know, I'm just saying, you looking at, uh, we played the Wizards. We got beat. We got smacked around by the Wizards. Mm-hmm. Um I'm not even sure we're going to do a recap of that game. But we got smacked around by the Wizards. And if I'm Ramon Sessions and I'm the Wizards, when we playing the Wizards, they're, they're um, as, I know they beat us, mm-hmm. but their uh, second unit is pretty suspect. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, Wizards' second unit been suspect for a minute now. Yeah, suspect number one. And Ramon Sessions probably has a kind of like a history with them. So I don't know. I, I just, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, he actually he led the second unit when he was with them before, mm-hmm. and they felt like he did a good job. So I mean, I don't know if you can like pull something out of our butt. Can you give me a second round? Hey, I would take a second round pick for him. Yeah, but if I was Wizards, I was like, I'm just waiting for you to cut him. <laughs> <laughs> for real. <laughs> but to me, it's like, well, if you're that desperate to where you think you need bench help to help you, you know, adv- advance further in the playoffs than you think you can. Why not give up that second round pick for him? I mean, he knows the system. He knows John Walls. He knows your players. He knows your GM. He knows your your locker room. He knows the cheerleaders. He knows everything around there. You might as well just give him a shot. Exactly. So give us that second round pick, and then we can just ship Ramon Sessions off to you, and then we can bring up Burke. Ramon. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Ship Ramon. Get him some burn, man. Yeah. And yeah, you know, Frank don't need two mentors. It's like, come exactly. On, man. We got Jack. Jack got is good Jack. enough. You don't need two dads. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> we good. We good. Word. Yeah, we we good with one Jack. We want good. We want one dad, right? Look, I'm trying to hit this this um button real smooth, so I don't hit nothing by mistake. Here we go. 
We don't need two dads. Was that a gunshot? Yes, it was. Okay. You guessed right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, the Knicks want... The Knicks prefer not to just wave a spot. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Ramon Sessions is probably the obvious choice. There's some people who say Ron Baker. El Presidente? Um, uh, people, you know, the streets are talking. Mm-hmm. But I understand, but I don't understand the same. It's not, no, not Ron Baker. It's going to be, it's going to really be tough to move him anyway. He has no Dre clause. Well, not not exactly, but it's it's something like that. Technically, that, that, a that, non Drake <laughs> That player option really kills the Knicks right there. They should have they should have made that a team option. Word. So anybody can explain to me this technically a no trade clause, please do, because I've been looking and reading and mm-hmm. googling, and I'm like, I can't really find any clarity on why it's technically a no trade clause and not yeah. an actual no trade clause. Yeah, exactly. The like the only thing I actually understand about his contract is that it's a player option at the end of the year, so he decides whether he wants to stay or go. Right. Wants a season finishes so i heard it's like bird one year so i'm like is it world clear clause for one year is that what it is and then not for the next year i don't mm-hmm. know that could be maybe that's not a guess though yeah i can't be. but anyway um it's not very likely that we will um drop ramon sessions personally i think that's the best move because mm-hmm. i feel like i know before we debated that i said that um what what minutes are available for him. Yeah. But at the time, I'd rather have him be on the bench at least to a, a two-way contract. True. Because, um, you know, the, the new two-way contracts that are available. Um, I know uh, Dotson has them right now. Mm-hmm. And I think Cornette also. Right, right. Where he can be, he can play in NBA and play... In the G League. In the GG at the same time. Um, but I, I just don't want him to... I don't want a young asset going for nothing. Mm-hmm. And if we wait, that's potentially what can happen, because um the Knicks actually want to free up a roster slot by trade. Oh, and there's been two prime candidates. Yeah, boy. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, uh huh, like there's a lot of things to, to, to factor in, like. Mm-hmm. So okay, so we you know Ryan. Ryan. Yes. Would you trade somebody on the Knicks f- to free up some roster spot for our guy Trey Burke? I mean, to make to make sense of it, you would definitely have to trade somebody. I mean, if the if a guy's averaging thirty points in the G League, I mean, you would think that this guy can at least get, probably give you ten off the bench. You know Got what I'm saying? So. Ah, and then and then if you look at the stats too, like Knicks is one of the lowest. T- Knicks are like pretty much at the bottom of the league when it comes to scoring from the point guard position. Like Knicks do not get much pro- no, much production. Man. Period. And I like Jack and I like Frank, but what seven points, six, five, seven points, five points? I think. Yeah, like we need more scoring pop at the point guard, and Knicks already have an abundance of big men. Yeah, and you know what I would and normally I would say the way our team is set, we don't need that much scoring point pop from the point guard. Mm-hmm. But Tim Hardaway Jr. being absent makes us have to kind of look at different places for scoring, and that's the only reason why I'm saying, all right, maybe we need a little bit more scoring from the point guard. Yeah, as of now, at least until Tim comes back. Exactly. But um, so what do you would you consider making it a trade, or or would you be like just cut sessions? Uh, 
I mean, the first priority would be trade because at least in a trade, you'll get something back for removing that roster spot. Well, obviously, you know, if you're going to trade somebody, you're not going to want somebody in return because then again, that's just going to fill that roster spot. So you're going to hope that you can move somebody and get a draft pick in return and just call it, you know. Call it square. Exactly. So you can have that one roster spot open to bring up Burke. I agree. I, I, so you're saying, what would you do? Would you, so no trade for you. Or trade, you're, a, saying, you're saying trade. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, saying yeah, trade. Trade, yeah. First, you know, trade somebody that's not contributing to the team at the moment. And as I and as you said, like, Sessions would be the number one. Number one. He would be the number one. Now, if I have to think about number two, with the rumors going around, you know, they're saying that, you know, they're offering up Kyle O'Quinn or they're offering up Willie Hernan Gomez. And that's when it gets interesting. Yeah, because um, cause when you think about it, it's like they both have good value. You, you're definitely going to get something back for both of them. Something. You know, but then it's like, I think I would, at this moment, I don't, I don't want to part with Willie, though. I understand, man. But it's like, if we, if we can trade Willie and get a first round pick back, I wouldn't mind it. Here, here's the conundrum. Here's, I don't know what the deal is. Like, okay. The report, there's reports that are out right now that say the Knicks were kind of looking around, fishing around to see what's happening. I don't know if they're fishing around or people are calling them. I'm mm-hmm. not sure exactly what it is. But I think people have been calling around about Willie. A lot more about Willie than about Kyle Quinn. Yeah. Let me just get that out there. Um, the Knicks are not willing to trade Willie unless they get a piece Back. Hold on. Let me get. Wait, hold. Let me get the correct. Let me get the. I don't forget the quote. Can you go on the page and see the direct quote I posted it today? But I. I believe they said they want somebody. I think the words. I think the exact words were prime piece. Mm-hmm. And when they say prime piece, if you're thinking about what Scott Perry has been building, they're probably talking about somebody around twenty five. 24, yeah, this, 24, yeah, 25. The, 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 um, the correct term is prime talent in return. Prime talent in return. So you're like, prime talent. What is prime talent? Is prime talent 24, 25, or is prime talent like uh, a rookie or a second year? It would have to be that because it's like, if you're giving up Willie and Willie's just a second year player, I would assume that you would want a young player in return that got potential. Uh, that's a, that's what I'm assuming they mean by prime talent. You know, you just don't want any scrub. You want somebody where you projection-wise, you project just got to be a very good player down the line. Right. So, I mean, despite the Knicks not even playing Willie right now, they obviously don't want to give him away for nothing. He's only making like a million or something a year. Mm-hmm. Uh he has a few years left of his contract. I think twenty twenty. I think that's like the mat. I think that's when everybody expires. Twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't know. They, the, looking at the situation, they might do it depending on the piece. And I don't blame them. And I was saying this earlier um, when we were doing our IG live. Mm-hmm. I feel like Willie's position is a is a center. I don't know. Cantor's just better. <laughs> I mean, Cantor is better. Like you, you really cannot debate that. 
Cantor is just better. The only thing is that I think after this season, I think Cantor has an option, I think, of whether to stay or go. I don't know if it's player option or team option, but there's an option in his contract Can- after this season. Cantor has a, has a player option, an $18 million uh, player mm-hmm. option, um, and he can opt in. And he can I, also and, opt out and try to get more money. I don't know. I I, I kind of see him opting in, though. I mean, the way he's been talking about New York, it's like yeah, he man. definitely wants to stay. So I definitely see him opting in. Yeah, man. He had a long video talking about how much he wants. To, he loves New York, how he mm-hmm. loves the people, how he loves the fans, and he wants to retire here. He's putting his pitch in early. He said it yeah. when he first got here, and he's made a video um, voluntarily by himself. No, not just 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 cause. <laughs> he's just he's doing he's on a promo run. He's like and, he's like he's trying to he's going for re-election. And and I and I don't know I don't know man. You see you peeped in the video how he had a full table plate of Turkish food. I mean, am I doing it there? I'm saying I don't know. He don't get no Turkish food in Oklahoma and not in Utah either. I'm saying I'm just saying there's not you can't get that that roarly food like you can in New York. So that might have a lot to do with it. The Turkish people here, the mm-hmm. food, the culture, NKP and yeah, New York. Yeah, and I mean, and if Cantor decides to stay, that makes it even tougher for Willie to get playing time as it is. I'm just saying so. It's just and here's the thing. Here's the thing too. Um cuz I know one option is to trade Willie. The other option would be to trade Kyle. Now, I've read and I've also got the feeling, and everybody's got the feeling that the Knicks love Kyle. And I mean, I mean, damn. Why wouldn't they? <laughs> like, this guy's getting paid $4 billion. He just had a game today where he had a double-double and three assists and a block. I mean, what's, what's, do you have Kyle's stats in general? Oh, for what? For the um, Mavericks game? For, for, just for the season. Oh, for the season? Let me look that up for right so, quick. Um, So, like, Kyle... Let's... Well, Kyle O'Quinn's stats off the bench is 6.7 points a game, 5.8 rebounds a game, and 2 assists per game. I mean, the stats aren't overly impressive, but, I mean, shoot, his impact is pretty much felt in every game when he steps on the court. Yeah, I mean, uh, you always have to consider the minutes he's playing. He's not. He's, he's splitting the minutes between KP plus Cantor mm-hmm. and him. So he's pretty much, like, the third, kind of the third Yeah, big third option, yeah. yeah. So it's like, he... he He's pretty solid for the for what he's going to. He's pretty solid. Yeah. And he can he can serve to get more. And the Knicks are scared that they will not be able to afford Kyle Quinn in the free market when he's able to opt out next season. Yeah. So, but so it makes sense financially to ship Kyle now. Yeah. But we're in the middle of a playoff hunt, man. Yes, we are. So how? Comfortable are you shipping Kyle away? Because if we ship Kyle away, it's probably gonna be for like a second round pick. Hopefully, I don't know. Maybe get a play in return. Hopefully, with the second round pick. I'm thinking like if you're if you're, if you're thinking about Trey Burke, right? Mm-hmm. If you get a play in return, I don't think if if if, if the Knicks ship Kyle, uh, I don't uh, think we're getting a play in return. I think we're getting a pick, and we're calling up Trey Burke. Mm-hmm. And now we have. You know, we have we're getting we're getting over the center. Now we're down to to uh, a reasonable amount of centers. Yeah. Uh, then is Joakim Noah and Willie battling for playing time instead of Noah Ko. Mm-hmm. And but it's like trading him. I don't know. That's a playoff blow. That's that's. It is, but it's gonna highly depend on how the Knicks do in these upcoming next games because the Knicks' road form has not improved that greatly. I mean, they won against the Pelicans and they won against the Mavericks. 
Right. Which is which is pretty decent. I mean, especially the win against the Pelicans, but now they have a six or seven game West road trip coming up too. And I think on that road trip, they face the Warriors. They're going to also face... They face a lot of scrubs too, though. Yeah, really good. They face the Lakers, which should be a winnable game. They also face, I think, the Suns. Right. Which should also be winnable. We got a lot of Utah. We got a lot of winnable games coming up yeah. man, on the road. Like the only really worries, like really the Warriors and somebody else oh, on yeah. that on that on that road trip oh, that I that's cannot recall right now. No, I will Curry and no, yeah, no, yeah, no. But it's like, so we're in a predicament, man. Because if we wait too long, because I know the Knicks want to get a get a, a pick, they want to free up a roster spot before they call up Trey Burke. If you wait too long, Trey Burke will be signed. January tenth is what I don't even know. Tuesday, it might be what Wednesday or something like that. Yeah, Wednesday. Yeah, he'd be gone by Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, if you're waiting to see if we're gonna make the playoffs or not, like mm-hmm. I don't know if I would trade old Quinn and, and say screw the playoffs right now. I'm not sure. I know we get a second round pick in return. It mm-hmm. could be decent, but I'm not worried if I'm willing to wait. If, if I'm willing to gamble that, man, we still in the hunt. Yeah, we are. It's a tough gamble to take because. As I said, like I think the Knicks season is gonna is gonna be decided on how well they do on that West Road trip. If they if they can if they can come out of that at least five hundred, they're in there. Word. So if I'm the Knicks myself, I know they don't want to part with you know, with Ramon Sessions. I know they want to get assets back. Mm-hmm. But to me, Trey Burke might be too valuable of a piece at this point to let us walk. Somewhere else, mm-hmm. especially considering that we need three point help, um, we just we just we just need talent. Yeah, we just need talent. You know, Jack is not gonna be here forever. We don't know how many years he has left. True. So I mean, we to have two point guards, you know, brewing, brewing in the kitchen, cooking, getting ready to cook these guys later in the prom. Like we, that'll be a good look. I I'll take the chance on cutting Ramon Sessions mm-hmm. two million dollars or one million dollars whatever he's getting something mad dumb cheap yeah for and yeah and then keeping KO for that playoff push I'm I'm mm-hmm. I'm that's what I'm leaning towards bye bye Sessions bye bye Ramon yeah <laughs> <laughs> gotta add, gotta add that R with the gotta little add, R yeah roll the R yeah the Espanol you uh and uh, and um disclaimer we love our Latino people oh, that's why you know yeah. yeah it's all love man word <laughs> <laughs> but yeah anyway so that, that's 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 what I'm doing right now I'm 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 cutting Ramon I'm calling up Trey Burke. I'm keeping KO. I also I do want to add though. Mm-hmm. I would if I am Scott Perry. I am checking the temperature of KO right now. Oh yeah, that yeah yeah yeah. Because what what if KO's like you know what I'm gonna opt out. Right, because I know that um, I know there's been rumblings that he the Knicks believe he will opt out. But I'm not sure if this is like a conversation. Mm-hmm. But it's you no know, common sense. He's, he's played himself into a higher pay grade. Yeah. Now what he's making four million. Would you give him would you give him seven million? I'd give him more money because I think he deserves it. Like I really do think in this new NBA right now with this new NBA money. Word. He's definitely underpaid. Most definitely. So I don't know man, I would keep him around. People will only want him see him as a backup anyway, so maybe his mm-hmm. price won't jack up that much if everybody else sees him as a backup. I mean, 
I, I, the way some players are getting paid right now, I wouldn't be surprised to see him get 10 mil from somewhere. I wouldn't be surprised. I feel you, man. This makes this, you know what? Conversations like this make me really mad we signed Ron Baker for 4 million, man. Uh, I have no idea, yo. <laughs> like, uh, uh, I'm still not sure why they gave him the contract they gave him. I don't man. either, but like, I'm like, we can shave off 2 million and give that to Kyle. Yeah. No, I mean, like, ooh, that was nothing. True. But, I mean, I mean, sure, if we have to move somebody in the offseason to make it happen, so be it. Most definitely, man. Most definitely. So that's my take. Cut remote sessions. Keep Kyle Quinn. And here's the thing. Bonus question. If we do end up keeping Kyle Quinn, mm-hmm. would you then trade Willie? If the price is right, yes. I'm I'm sorry. I'm a Willie fan, but at this moment in time, it's like it's gonna be very hard for him to get playing time. You gotta be real about it. Word. Cantor is pretty much beast in this season. Cantor's not going nowhere. Um obviously KP is the number one option. So that's a hell no. You heard. Kylo Quinn, he's balling off the bench right now. You can't if you decide to keep Kylo Quinn, it's like it's no man's land for him. And then he got Joakim Noah there on the bench. That's all that he's also gonna be fighting for playing time against and Joakim Neal and Joakim Noah's the 18 million a year man. So it's like I think he's fighting a battle right now that he just can't win. Word. So in in that case, like if the price is right, we can get a first round pick. Maybe another young player return that's ready that you know projects to be a very good player in the future. I would I would pull the trigger on a Willie trade. Word. I wish we could get Jabari Parker or something. Like that <laughs> that would be crazy. That'd be super crazy. <laughs> Squad. <laughs> but I don't even think that's the crazy. No, the crazy part too is like I'm looking around. I don't really see a lot of crazy rumors just going around. Mm-hmm. Like I don't really see a lot of really available. People this offseason. A lot of the rumors I've seen about been around centers, and we are we already know we we don't need DeAndre Jordan, who I've seen on on rumor mill. Yeah. Uh, Randall. Randall is interesting. You you know what Julius Randall? What makes him an interesting case is because after this season, he's supposed to be a restricted free agent. Right. And the Lakers have tried to resign him, but he refused to resign with the Lakers. Which means he might be willing to listen to offers and move elsewhere, and maybe the Lakers may not want that to happen. So Lakers might be willing. So Lakers might be willing to deal him now. That's the case. The here's here's the other thing too. Is like knowing how Randall plays. It seems like he might be wanting a payday. Yeah. Do the Knicks want to have even more money, long term? Yeah, that's tied true. up in just big men. That is true. That's the ultimate question. I, like we already know he's twenty five. He's and he's uh, he's in that cap range of you know mm-hmm. big men or just people we were interested in. We want everybody twenty five and under, pretty much. Yeah. So he he fits the bill. He's a good big man. He could bang people. He's like active body. Yeah. He would be nice on his squad. I'm not, I would like. I would. I would definitely take Randall if it was possible. Yeah. yeah. Can we afford him? Ah, uh, that's the thing. Like I don't. I don't think so. So you think you and. Cause the way he's playing right now, his age, he probably defend. Who probably demand more money than Kyle? Yeah, I mean, right now, like, with the money he's earning, we could get him right now because he's still in that rookie contract. But then once he hits that restricted free agent mark, you can forget about it because teams are gonna throw money at him. Oh hell yeah! 
Lakers are gonna be interesting next year to see what's gonna what they're gonna do because mm, yeah between him and Clarkson yeah and Magic pretty much saying we don't want to resign nobody it's gonna be interesting to see what's gonna happen with those young pieces yeah and I don't know if you I don't know if you took a peek at Clarkson's contract but like right now he got like two years twenty five mil left on it so again like I like I'm for bringing Clarkson to the Knicks because I feel like. Clarkson, you know, can provide that scoring pop from the guard position that we need. Most definitely. But then at the same time, it's like, do you want to tie up another thirteen mil, twelve mil on the cap? Yeah, it's gonna be. It's like a, it's, it's gonna be. Mm. Like we start to look at, we start to look at Courtney. We start to look at Lance. We start to look at even O'Quinn if he's still gonna be here. It's, it's, mm-hmm. It really depends on who's gonna be here, man. Yeah. Like if if anyone is getting moved because of Clarkson, it's gonna be one of those people. Uh, Glance making seven million, eight million. Mm-hmm. Um, he is, uh, you know, they'll save the Lakers money. True. So there might be a, a possibility. The Knicks are really high on Lance. I don't know. I don't see that happening. But who knows? Who yeah. I don't know. I don't know if Jeff's and and Perry's vision are aligned, but. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe Courtney as a backup. Damn, but you already know how I feel about Courtney, so I don't even have to go through that again. I mean, unless... The only way I can see the Knicks getting rid of Courtney is if, like, the Knicks are looking at themselves and they're like, you know what, we're not making the playoffs. So, like, let's see what value we can get a return for Courtney. But as I said, like, right now, the Knicks are still there, so I can't see Courtney being moved. Word, word. I definitely feel you. Number one three-point, free-throw shooter in the NBA. I, yo, you, actually, Cantor was number one for a minute, too. That was crazy. Yeah, it was. Matter of fact, Courtney, I need to talk to you for a second. Oh. <laughs> right now, you, I think he's like one free-throw away or a couple free-throws away from breaking the Nick record for most free-throws made in a row. Yo, I'm kind of mad that Chris Duhon has that record That's what still, I'm man. saying. So, yeah. like, yo, that's what I'm like, saying. So, yo, Courtney, break that record, please. Please, man. Please. Chris Duhan, Duduhan out of here, bro. Thank you, yo. Like, please break that record, yo. Jesus Christ, the most role playing this role player. I mean, <laughs> I mean, the role players are battling for the Knicks records right now because Chris Duhan was a role playing his role player too. I man. know, right? Yo, matter of fact, my friend told me this funny story about when he saw Chris Duhan in Miami. He said that, like, when he saw Chris Duhon in Miami, he started shouting at him, like, yo, you trash. (laughs) 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 Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And he said Chris Duhon looked behind him to see, like, who was saying that. (laughs) I was like, oh, man. Uh, Don't disrespect Chris Duhon, Nick's legend, all right? Ah, uh, that's a legend we need to get out the books. Oh, I'm man. sorry, yo. <laughs> yo we were crazy. Oh, man. Wait, matter of fact, don't, don't you have the record, too, for most assists in the game for the Knicks? Yo, dude, I mean, he's a, he's a stat stuffer, man. Uh, he's got all the records, man. Somebody, somebody, somebody need to break that record, too, yo. Yo, Frank, come over here, bro. Well, you need you need to get this guy out the Knicks record books, man. That's the day we had the penetration and kick game popping back in the day, bro. Word. <laughs> it was Chris Kuhara, Danilo, Gallinari, and, and what, I think like Larry Hughes or somebody. <laughs> was, Al Harrington, all those dudes. They <laughs> was standing in the corner getting buckets. That team was three splashing threes like crazy. Word. I think Nate Robinson was there, too. You probably yeah yeah I think so yeah they had yeah squad they had a squad that could hit three so all you had to do was go in and paint and, and dish exactly I mean damn I mean they ain't do nothing but nah they ain't do nothing <laughs> but they got buckets they got buckets sometimes our buckets got buckets too I was true 
Chris Two Hundred. Maybe it wasn't as bad as we thought. <laughs> Maybe not. Uh, nah, he was pretty bad. So. Yeah. So Courtney Lee, please do that for us, please. Word, 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 word. So um, yo, and, yo, are there any people we'd like to pick up? Off the trade deadline? Yeah, off. Of, I, like I don't. Yeah. I feel like every year I have somebody in mind. This year I'm like I don't know. The only guy that I thought about where he's affordable and he's been balling this season and maybe that team might be willing to give him up because of where they are, Tyreek Evans. Because mm. he's he's on a one-year, $3 million contract or something like that, so he's cheap. He's averaging almost 20 points a game. And he's been come, coming off the bench, but lately he's been starting because Mike Conley is hurt. Right. And I think, you know, the Grizzlies season is done pretty much. So it's like, maybe they might be thinking like, you know, maybe we could get like a draft pick of return or... They definitely and, think about it. They want to draft. That's like yeah. a second round and... Uh, and and, like, and like maybe a young maybe a young, a young player also returns. So maybe they might be willing to give up oh, Tyreek oh. Evans for that maybe. So like O'Quinn in the second round for Tyreek? Maybe. That means we dead on Ty... Uh, we dead on trade if that's the case. Nah, but then, but then, I think they would want a young player in return. So I would like maybe Willie and like a draft pick, probably or something like that. Willie and a draft pick. Yeah, because mm. I mean, because I mean, like what what dominant big man they really got down there? I mean, Zach Randolph is gone. Gasol is deteriorating. He's not the same player that he used to be. Right, right, right. So I mean, maybe maybe they might be enticed. Like maybe if we give him a Willie and, Willie and a draft pick. Maybe we could get him. So would you rather a Willie and a draft pick for trade for um for uh for, for Tyreek Evans or would you get Trey Trey Burke? Cut them more sessions and bring up Trey Burke. For 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 me. If the Knicks if the Knicks are serious about that playoff push. Then I'd be like, try to get Tyreek Evans, man, and and and, 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 and put him in the backcourt with um with Yo, how Frank old is and Tyreek. He's like twenty eight, I think. Mm. So I mean, put him in the backcourt with Frank and Jack, and just have him run the show. I don't see it happening. I mean, I don't see it happening either. I'm just, I'm just like, it's something that I would like to see happen. I don't see it. It just goes against everything the Knicks have been doing so far. It just goes against everything. Like, oh, oh, you twenty eight? Yeah. No, no, no. You, you old in in next next years. You old. You twenty eight. You old. I know, but I'm just saying, if they're serious about that playoff push, then I'm like, yeah, I would. That that's somebody I would like to bring in. I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. We definitely need some scoring off the bench for real, especially with Beasley uh, twisting his ankle that game, man. Yeah. I'm hoping with Beasley is twisted that ankle. Tim Hardaway Jr. comes back soon, please. Word. Speaking of Beasley and, 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 and getting hard on KP. Let's, let's talk about KP right now. Oh, man. Because um, KP, you know, KP has been in the news lately. And, you know, we, we if you listen to the podcast you heard last week, we talked about KP's shooting's been going down. He started off shooting at 48%. Mm-hmm. He thought he was Michael Jordan or Lafayette. We have, a, we have an episode when he's called... The Jordan of Lafayette. The Jordan of Lafayette, man. <laughs> Clap it up for that title, because that was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so you start. You have an episode called The Jordan Lafayette. He started off shooting 48%, damn near 50%, shooting a lot of jump shots, which is great. Mm-hmm. Then he drops to 42% or 40%. And then for I saw this thing that said he was shooting 20% in January. Oh, my gosh. Granite is very, 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 very early. Mm-hmm. All right? So, you know, don't 
don't look too much into it because he's only played a few games in January. But damn, yes. that means he had a game that he shot twenty percent in January, which is pretty bad. Which is pretty bad. And I think um, the Knicks had a lot of games, um, and they've been playing on the road so far. They're playing a bit of back to backs, and after the Wizards game, he had like a quote about him being tired. Um, yo, can you read the exact quote? Yes. So KP spoke to reporters after the Wizards game and said this. I'm so tired right now. Mm. Not to make excuses, but it's always tougher to play the back-to-backs. Bruh. That's an excuse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying that's not to make excuses, but that's an excuse. And then he says, I think it got to us. When it got tough, it was also tough mentally for us. Mm. Our energy just wasn't there. They had three days rest and they came out fresh. We didn't have it in the second half. How many excuses that was was in that I don't make excuses? <laughs> about six. Yeah, about six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, KP, man. You my guy, you're the unicorn, you my magic bro. Come on. Come on. I listen, I totally under I get it. I get you're tired. I guess it's a bad to back. I don't know. I just you know what? Like I, I said this before, and it's weird, but I like to be lied to sometimes. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear you're tired. Yeah, you know, like I think a true leader in that case would be like, you know what? I might be tired, but I'm not gonna tell the people I'm tired. I'm gonna keep that to myself and just answer these questions normally. Yeah. <laughs> and, and here's the thing about KP. KP, I'm gonna give Pay Key some credit here. KP has been, um, very good with the media, and. We like KP in New York because he always seems to say the right thing. Yes. Uh, even when he was a rookie, Clyde would have his, his little comments talking about, whoa, he's, he's a, this neophyte is beyond his years. or He always seems to say the right thing. He's so poised and old. Uh, Jared Jack was on, um, he was on what podcast he was on? Uh, 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 what's the loud white guy? <laughs> the who loud white a lot? guy who curses a lot oh, Mike Rappaport Mike Rappaport my guy Mike Rappaport he's hilarious <laughs> he was on a Mike Rappaport um, show the other day and he was going and Jack Jack was kind of glowing about how KP is above his years man and he just gets New York and he has this nice little swag about him that he's the swaggest the swaggiest the swaggiest <laughs> 73 foot dude so, we, you know what? He has always have a place in my heart. He always says the right thing. This yeah. is one of the rare times where I'm like, yo, KP, you said the wrong thing. Yeah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> Your track is good, though. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You, you only miss like two shots when it comes to the media. Exactly. But this, this one, we you probably shouldn't have said that. Nah, because now it has us questioning him whether he's a legit number one option or not. Yeah, exactly. And is KP... A legit number one option. Well, first of all, I want to tell the people out there that I actually wrote a blog on this where if you go to the nickoftimeshow.com, you can actually read it. Wait, 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 wait. Where did you where did you write that? The nickoftimeshow.com. Oh, don't forget the the. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I went into detail as to what I think. And to be honest with you, when I think about it and I think about championship aspirations down the line in in the future i feel like kp needs to probably be a second option to a player in the backcourt who can really draw attention and get buckets Mm. now i'm not sure if tim hardaway jr can be that guy Mm -hmm. we may have to wait a bit to see if that's possible but i think the best case scenario for the knicks 
if they can sign somebody or be lucky and find a guy in the draft that can be that alpha dog in the backcourt that can really get buckets and make his team better, I feel like KP will be able to feed off of that and be an even more dominant player. And I also feel like physically they will help him out also because as a number one guy, he's taking all these hits because all the attention is focused on him. Yeah. And I think that'll be bad for his health long term. And I feel like if the Knicks can get somebody who's a, who, not necessarily a more dominant player, but a guy that draws attention, I feel like that'll get the attention off of KP and he won't be as physically battered in games. And I think that will prolong his health. So I think for health reasons, and I just think that he'll be a more dominant player if he just had that player who can get like 25, 26 a game, I feel like that would be a better I, situation for him. I feel you. Um, I'm not sure if I disagree. I'm not sure if I agree with you. I mean, mm -hmm. I agree with you in certain aspects. Mm -hmm. Like, um, the, will KP benefit from having a person in the guard position who can score? Mm -hmm. Yes. And mainly because in the game situations, people start to load up on KP. Um, if you have a guard who can score and who can pass and make plays and you're playing pick and roll with KP at the end of game situations, mm -hmm. then you kind of make things, you kind of make teams, you know, have to pick their poison a little bit. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, all right, all the pressure is now on KP. Now starting to say, should I go on this guy who can shoot the lights out and low pass B with the, the dribble move or do I guard KP who's always going to have the mismatch? Mm -hmm. Like, in that aspect, I agree with you. Yeah. Um, it's always weird for big men in general to be the number one option. Mm -hmm. Only because somebody has to give you the ball. Yeah. So, even like Shaq. Shaq? If you talk about Shaq, Shaq needed somebody to give him the ball to, for him to be Shaq. Barbecue he, chicken. Exactly. When Shaq was with Miami, he had Penny. When Shaq was with, with the oh, wait, Lakers. Wait, wait, Orlando. I mean, sorry, I'm sorry. Orlando, he had Penny. When Shaq was with the Lakers, he had uh, Kobe. Kobe. And they can play that two-man game. And you was like, you dare, you damn not, you're not cheating off of Kobe to guard Shaq. Mm -hmm. And you need somebody who can make that entry pass. Um, a lot of times this season, and I, I know I praise Jack a lot, um... Not even a lot of guys. The end of the game. At the end of the game, there's been problems with the Knicks executing on offense, trying to get KP the ball on mismatches. And in situations like those, people felt very comfortable uh, doubling off of KP and daring the point guard or the shooting guard to make a play. Uh, it happened with Jerry Jack on, what game was this? Was it the Heat game? During the Heat game, there was a play where they wanted to give the ball to KP at the elbow. Uh, Jared Jack tried to get KP the ball, couldn't. Ended up trying to drive the ball and give it to KP later and got the ball stolen mm -hmm. by a seven-footer. Uh, another time that something similar happened, I think Jack tried to get KP the ball and got knocked out of bounds or he tried to shoot it and it didn't go in. But it was like, it it was so much focus on KP 
the guards were forced to make plays and didn't work. So in that option, in, in that aspect, yes, it's almost impossible for a power forward to be a true one A. Mm-hmm. Like they need a point guard. So yeah, or shooting guard. Now, on the other hand, when I'm thinking one A, I'm thinking about their. I'm thinking about their shooting. I'm thinking about can they make plays. We have to kind of remember that KP is not in his prime. That is very true. People are talking about KP like he's 26, 27. KP is four or five years away from his prime. So let's be like, let's, let's calm down a little bit about the shooting percentages in KP. I personally, if you go back in this podcast, I was surprised that KP was doing this well. I, I think I said it through the first three, four episodes, like, yo, I'm KP shooting, making. Scoring thirty a game, shooting forty percent. I was like, I'm surprised. Yeah. Um, so when he started to drop off, I wasn't very, I wasn't surprised because honestly, in my mind, I was expecting this year, KP was going to struggle figuring out how to be the number one guy, and be better at it maybe towards the end of the season, mm-hmm. and then pick that up towards the next season where he's actually better and more efficient. Mm-hmm. So. Can KP be a number one option? Yes and no. I feel like he'll be way better about it next year and the year after that. And when he's in his prime, like three or four, four years from now when he's in his prime, mm-hmm. his shooting percentages are going to be way better than they are right now. Y'all going to be laughing about this and, and laughing about how y'all are panicking about KP shooting 40%. It's not even going to be a, a thought. No, I'm not even panicking about that. My whole thing is... I just don't want KP to have those injury problems before he hits 26, 27, 28 years old, you know? Which is why I would want the Knicks to bring in... I don't know when they'll be able to. Like, I don't know if they'll get lucky in the draft. 2020 I don't know is if... the year. We talk about dra- if you're talking about bringing people in, 2020 mm-hmm. is the year. That's when we have our books cleared up. Yeah, you know, like, I don't know whether they can find us playing the draft or, they, or they're going to have to sign a free agent, but they got to bring in somebody who can really get buckets from the guard position. Just to break, just to get some of that pressure off of KP, so guys ain't banging him up and as often and things like that, so he can preserve his health. So then, when he finally hits that twenty seven, twenty eight mark, when he's in his prime, mm-hmm. he'll be a he'll be a full out beast, and we can get him at least seventy games a season, at least instead of like sixty or fifty due to injuries. At least that's how I think about it. I feel you. I mean, I is him being banged up his fault or? It, I guess if you think about when he, Carmelo was here, he wasn't getting banged as much because he wasn't the number one option. He kind of mm-hmm. did his chill. Yeah. But we want him. His touches, though. How many touches do you want KP having? Because right now he's getting, what, 20 touches a game, 15, 20? For a whole game? Yeah, for a whole game he's getting, what, 20 touches maybe? Probably around 20. Shouldn't it be? Shouldn't it be more than that? Let's see. Like, the last game... Cause he been no, yeah, it's been around twenty. It's been around twenty, right? Twenty twenty five. I'm thinking, he's been getting. Well, I like, mean, as a, as a one B, how many touches per game are you getting? I mean, if that's the case, like you would want his, I, like I wouldn't mind his touches going down a bit if he has that one A guy with him, but uh, because I feel like as if his touches may go down, but he'll become more efficient. Right. So like his stats won't change. You know what I mean? Like. He'll like, like right now he's averaging like 24 points a game. Mm-hmm. 
So, like, with that 1A guy now, it's like he'll still be averaging 24 points a game, but instead of shooting, like, 44%, I think he's shooting right now for the season, like, he'll be shooting near 50%. Yeah. And, you know, from, from three, he'll probably be shooting over 40%. And you know what, too? It's interesting to see what happens when Tim Hardaway comes back, Tim Hardaway Jr. Yeah. Because a lot of people, he he himself, Przingis blamed a lot of his, his, his being tied on not having help and Tim Hardaway Jr. not being here. Now, I I agree and I disagree. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you why. Um, there have been certain games when Courtney Lee has saved her ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, not only even that, not only that, uh, Beasley himself has taken on a lot of the scoring roles sometimes. MVBs. MVBs. Yo, speaking of MVBs, I mean, I'll get back to Beasley, man. That could be a whole other tangent. <laughs> but he's had a lot of scoring help. There's a game in particular I'm thinking about versus the Heat. Mm-hmm. Courtney Lee scored like 20-something points that game. 24, yeah. 24 points. Beasley scored 20, no, 15 or something like that. Beasley got buckets. Courtney Lee was getting buckets. We were in that game. Mm-hmm. McDermott, I think even Lance was doing well in that game. Everybody was kind of pulling their weight except for KP. Matter of fact, yeah, Beasley had 20 that game. Lee had 24. Right. Yeah, and... um. Can't add 14. Like, there are games where I'm like, yo, KP, just bring us home. (laughs) Bring us home and we got it. And he was horrible in that game. Yeah, he was um, Basura. Yeah, I don't know what that means. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't know. I don't know what language that is. (laughs) KP knows. KP knows. Yeah, because it's Spanish and he played in Spain for a while, so I'm sure he knows some Espanol. Okay, Cardi B, help us out. But you, yeah, that 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 word. I'm sure it's bad. Yeah, it's bad. But wait, what does it mean? She. It just means that he was hot garbage that game. Okay, close enough. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there have been certain games where he, he well, we just need you to bring us home, buddy. Yeah. Uh, granted, um, not enough. This be, but there's a few games where I feel like Beasley is the only one who's scoring. Mm-hmm. And, you know, KP, we just need a little more from you a few games. And, you know, it, it, it we could have used you. And it wasn't just that you needed help. Sometimes you got the help and you didn't perform. Yeah. But... Granted, it will be easier when Tim Hardaway Jr. comes back. It will be. Um, let's bring us to Tim Hardaway. News on Tim Hardaway Jr. Oh, what about um? He's soon to return. That he played um some contact drills with the Knicks today. Yeah, man, clap it up for that. Yes. We used to, we missed the Timmy Shimmy over here. Exactly. Oh, bring the Timmy Shimmy back. Shimmy Shimmy, huh? <laughs> now Timmy, as vi- there was video of Timmy crossing the hell up out of Ron Baker. I posted it on IG. Yeah, he's been <laughs> proved of contact, contact, uh, doing contact drills. Yeah, he was um, trying to guard KP down low, roughing him up a bit, roughing up a little bit, giving him showing that Timmy defense. Yeah, and you know what? He's been um. It was it's good because last week he wasn't even cleared to be doing. He was only cleared to do little hops last week. Yeah. And now he's doing contact drills, and he's supposed to be coming back. Oh man, was it somewhere between the seventeenth and the twenty sixth? I believe. 
around that time sometime. That means West Coast trip. He'll be back. Yes, he will be back around that West Coast trip. Um, so um, thank you, Timmy. Um, hope, hope well wishing, well wishes. Yes. For you, hope you come back very fast and very healthy. And we just miss you, man. We we need to miss your your aggressiveness. Yeah, and we need your eighteen points a game, and we need your three point shot. We need all of that. Word, word, word. <laughs> so, do you feel like KP has a point though? Do you feel like you know what? Once Tim Hardaway Jr. comes back, it's gonna take some pressure off of him. Well, of course, because I mean, you can't just leave Tim Hardaway Jr. alone. You know what I mean? Like you can't double off of Tim Hardaway Jr. and be like, "Oh, let's double KP and leave Tim Hardaway Jr." Oh, but you actually, you actually have to pay attention to Tim Hardaway Jr. And I feel like. With him back, that will help, you know, lighten the load a bit off of KP, especially based on um, earlier in the season when both of them were playing together. Yeah, man. Yeah, and and yeah, like Tim Hardaway Jr. should come in and really help KP, you know, loosen, you know, loosen the um, attention off of him. And if Tim Hardaway Jr. can just get back to his form, get get back those 18 points a game, 20 points a game, like the Knicks will be fine. Here's my thing. Um... Even with the Dallas game, we'll get, which we'll get to later, you'll notice that we, we struggled a lot in late-game situations. Mm-hmm. I feel like when Timmy's here, not that we didn't struggle in late-game situations when Timmy was here, mm-hmm. but I felt like we struggled less. Yeah. And I think um, Tim Hardaway Jr. had a lot to do with that. Uh, as bad as Tim shot all game, he always seemed to be clutch. Mm-hmm. When a game mattered, he always seemed to start to hit his shots. Even his crazy walk-off threes, you're like, no, 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 yeah! He yeah. was in one, one, one of those situations. Once he started to take his time taking those shots, it was a wrap. Exactly. So I think he would heal a lot of our late-game situations. Um, A lot of time when I talk about pick and roll with, with KP at the end of games, mm-hmm. Tim Hardaway there. Who is a who's a threat to shoot the three and who can drive with with authority towards the end? Yeah, even more than Courtney Lee. I, I like what Courtney Lee's done. Uh, he's had a, a really good mid range game. The end of the games for some reason Courtney Lee starts to lose it yeah. a little bit. <laughs> but Courtney's the Courtney's never been that type of player to really like close out games for a team. That's the thing. So I think he's put in a situation where it's like. He's playing a role that he's not used to playing. Right. And and this is not a shot of Courtney because I love Courtney and he's played his role very well. Tim is, is out. He's actually pulled his weight a lot. He's filled the gap. We're actually able to stay afloat mm-hmm. a lot of the season without Tim Harroy because of Courtney Lee. Yeah. But the road, I feel like, is a different is a different monster. And this is where Tim Hardaway kind of um kind of uh feels that void. What's Lance Thomas shooting numbers again? I don't know. I know we talk about um you know what? Let's talk about what's Tim Hardaway's shooting numbers on the home and Tim Hardaway's shooting numbers on the road. Well, I know that I know his points per game average is eighteen point one on at home and seventeen point one on the road. So he's pretty consistent play whether home or away. Now, what are Lance Thomas's? Cause I know we talked about this last week, but you see, I think you know what I'm getting at. Well, I mean, Lance Thomas is definitely not averaging near Tim Hardaway Jr. whether home or away. Right, 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 right. <laughs> But um, let's see. Lance Thomas away. Lance Thomas averages around three point seven points a game. All right. And at home, he averages about four point eight. Right. So like, 
And here's the thing, too. Like, I feel like a lot of our offense has been supplemented by the play of Beasley. Beasley stepped up on offense and a lot and got a lot more minutes since since uh, Tim Hardaway's been down. It's going to be interesting to see what Jeff does once Beasley comes back. But. And also um, about Lance Thomas. Here's the difference, though. I just noticed this. On the road, Lance Thomas, Lance Thomas shoots 30%. Mm. At, at home, he shoots 45%. And that's what I'm saying. Like that, he probably has less minutes. I don't know. He just seems, I, I don't know. I just see it. I just see it from Lance in general. I, you talked about this last week. Uh, Lance and McDermott in particular, I feel like, aren't as good on the road as they should be. And, and I'm not as should be as I want them to be. And Tim Hardaway kind of, you know what? He fills that void. He's not, he doesn't take, he doesn't have a drastic drop off on home and away. So I think he's really going to help us. Yeah, um, he, he should. Um, You know, show up with that, show up with that away record, man. Have that killer instinct, that killer attack mentality. Also, uh, the, the shooters we're going to have in, in the closing moments are going to be a lot easier when you have Tim Hardaway Jr. and Courtney. Tim Hardaway Jr. and Courtney Lee together. The shooting we have and the ball movement we have together with those two guys, um, you, it just gives KP a lot more space. Of course, because those are two players that you can't leave alone. Right. So Tim Hardaway Jr.'s absence is felt is when he comes back, it's 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 gonna be a it's gonna be a huge lift off of Przingis. I know, and you know what? I'm not even. I'm Knicks fans. Be a little bit patient. Don't expect Tim Hardaway Jr. to be um, dropping 30 points a game when he comes back. True. He hasn't played basketball in a month and a half. People like, the Knicks fans like to have a savior. <laughs> and, uh, last year, trans- Chase on Randall was a savior. Uh, yeah. This year, Ron Baker was a savior for like a week when he's playing well. And uh, Trey Burke is going to be the savior. And then Tim Hardaway, like, Knicks like to have a savior. Yeah. He give weight more than a game. <laughs> it's not gonna happen overnight. It's not gonna happen overnight. Wait, wait, wait more than the game. Wait for Tim Hardaway Jr. to get into stride, and you'll see that he'll he'll work himself back in. But his presence should be enough to you know at least give give KP some room. Yes. So I'm hoping he comes back. I can't wait for you coming back. I can't wait for your impact. Yes, Timmy. We need you, we man. We need you, angry grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Oh, I forgot this. What happened? The number one option. Wait, we 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 discussed that with KP. I know we discussed it, but I forgot to discuss something else. My bonus question. Oh, what was the bonus question about? Oh, you mean oh MVBs? What can MVBs? <laughs> oh man! Be a number one. Is MVBs a better number one option than KP? Let's not get ahead of ourselves <laughs> right now. <laughs> yes, I'll just say, oh. M- MVBs has been playing great lately off the bench. MVBs, MVBs, MVBs. But he doesn't have the consistency that KP has, which, wait, is, the, which is the difference. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yes. And here's the flaw in your argument. All right. When you talk about consistency. Uh-huh. Look up these these shooting percentage versus KP shooting percentage. 
But no, that's not the argument I'm trying to make though. Because I think I feel like once Tim Hardaway Jr. comes back, you'll you'll see more consistent KP, which is like 20, 25 points a game. You don't need Tim Hardaway. Sh- shooting forward, <laughs> <laughs> shooting forty six percent from the field, about you know like random numbers, you know around those numbers. But with me, it's like with KP, it's like with Beasley, um. Beasley will give you games where he scores like 16, 18, 20, and then he'll come in with like a two-point game. I mean, but look at, listen, this is all I'm saying. Just think about it. Nah, Beasley is shooting 50, what, 52%? What, from the field? 50, something like, in the 50s, bro. With less shots, being featured in offense. Beasley is a six is a glorified sixth man, all right. He's not he's he's not on the level of actually carrying a team. I'm not saying is KP on a level of carrying a team. As I said, I think KP is more valuable as a second option. Mm. But but I mean Beasley is a guy where he you can bring him off the bench and he'll provide that pop you need off the bench. More so. I I don't think if you start Beasley consistently, like you can actually say that he's a number one option on a team. I just think he's that guy that he can bring off the bench as sixth man. And you know that he'll get you that 15, 16 a game you need off the bench to help with the bench scoring. If Beasley gets 20 shots a game like KP, shooting at 50%, will his efficiency hold up? Will he, will he be able to be a number one option then? It's, it's hard to say because, I mean, like... If you look at Beasley's years, like in the NBA, like at least his uh, at least his most recent years, um, after even the Miami Heat years, it's like he's n- he's never had the stats of like a number one guy. He's on the, the team. goat now. <laughs> I mean, he might be MVBs this season, but let's not get ahead of ourselves, man. The man is a good sixth man that you bring off the bench. He can give you those, and he can give you those buckets when needed. Um. Think about KP still the overall better player. Well, yeah. KP, okay. I mean, a little serious. <laughs> <laughs> KP, yes, is the overall better player. He can play offense and defense. That's probably the best thing about KP. He can block shots and get you threes and get you rebounds. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, man. Listen, I can't know what BZ's doing, man. This, there's. I know, I feel I feel like they're eventually KP will be better mm-hmm. offensively than KP. Yeah. I mean, KP will be offensively better than Beasley. Is he better offensively now? Than KP? Is, is, is KP better than, than Beasley offensively now? I mean, overall, I'd still give it to KP. Mm. Even with KP shooting 40-something percent? That's the same thing we were saying about Melo. Melo shoot with 40%. He's like, ah. Can't be shooting 20%. Yeah, but then at the same time with Melo, it's like, I think people complain more about the shots Melo took. You know what I'm saying? People more... complain about the shots KP taking. But, but at the same time, like, it's not like Beasley be taking the best shots also all the time. And you know what? You know what's crazy too? Because Beasley was not playing like this um, the first two months. Right? 
Yeah. It remains to be seen. I'm gonna go back to serious mode. It remains to be seen if if BZ can keep this up mm-hmm. for an entire season. Um, if I'm comparing BZ to KP over the last month, mm-hmm. BZ's playing better offensively. Well, 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 yeah, because KP's been struggling lately. Yeah, so you, I guess you can say yeah, BZ's been playing better as of late. But I mean, overall, if I want a guy who's gonna lead a team, and I had to choose between KP and BZ, I'm picking KP. Oh, if I want a guy who lead a team, I'm picking KP. Yeah, easily. But ah, uh, this BZ's playing so well, man. You gotta start to think like, huh? How can is can you increase his role? How seriously can he take him? He's even start. He's even starting to make less crappy passes. Yeah, that is true. He has cut down his turnovers. It's like everything is everything is gonna. I'm I'm very curious to see how if he can keep this up. He's he's trending up. Yeah. I think that's what it is right now. He's trending up and KP's trending down. I mean, now we're seeing the capabilities of using eleven and twelve percent of your brain power. Ah, uh, he is up there now, man. He's using all he's about to hit thirteen soon. For real. So <laughs> it's debatable, man. Right now for December is debatable. January is debatable. And soon it's not going to be debatable once KP finds his form again. So I was just saying, you so you talking about he needs Tim Hardaway to come back. <laughs> well, I mean the the man saying he's tired though. Obviously, the you, man saying he's tired. You know you you know you're right. <laughs> you know what? I'll give you that because you know what Beasley is not tired because he hasn't even hardly played for the first month and a half. Exactly. He just started playing really. But exactly, Beasley got all his energy. Still. He got all his energy stored up. Yup. So that's why he's Beasley right now. So you know what. I like what you're doing, Beasley. This is fun conversation. This debate. Mm-hmm. It's fun conversation. I like what you're doing, Beasley. I like what you're doing, KP. Yes, and at the end of the day, he is still MVBs. 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 Yeah, I want to resign him, man. Yeah, I wouldn't mind resigning him either. I'm waiting for my my Beasley. I love New York video like Cancer did. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, should we call him MVP? He might as well sign back. I'm just saying. I mean, if he listen, if he listens to this podcast a month when he probably turned us off. Because <laughs> Ryan was very mean. Man, I'm mean to everybody. Ryan yo. was mean, Edson was mean, and I was very nice. I was mean to everybody, yo. And I'm lying again. <laughs> I, I, I give credit when credit is due. I know, yeah, yeah. Well, and, well, if, well. and if someone diver- deserves me to be mean to them due to their play so far, I'm going to be mean to them. It's just simple as that. Word, word, word. I, I feel you, I feel you. But word. I love what you do with MVBs. Uh, Speed recovery, you. I know. You, I saw you twisted your ankle in that in that uh, heat game. I fully believe it. We got. I think we could have won that game if Beasley was healthy. You probably could have. Yeah, probably would have. Yeah. But yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait for Beasley to get back. I guess we can go into some games right now. Okay. Yeah. Well, why not? So um, but we're gonna start with the um, Pelicans. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. We'll start with the game we won. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to run through the stats right quick. The stats and the facts. All right. Okay, okay, go. KP had 30 points and seven rebounds, three assists, two steals, and two blocks. All right, all right, all right. KP killing it. Yes, so we had Jared Jack, 15 points, seven assists, and four rebounds. That's my guy right there, Jared Jack doing the thug dizzle. Yes, and then we had MVBs. MVBs, MVBs. 15 points and five rebounds off the bench. Leading that second year, he is the guy. Yes, yes, now we're going to get to these team stats. 
And in these team stats, there wasn't much of a difference, which is understandable because the Knicks won 105-103, so it was a pretty close game throughout. Okay. Yeah, um, Knicks out-rebounded them 56-52. Okay, all right, all yeah. right. Not bad, considering they had the Twin Towers over there. Exactly, and surprisingly, the Knicks outscored them in the paint 60-58. to Not not a big difference, but it's a difference. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, okay, okay. I'll take that applause right there, there, there. Yes, yes. And that, that's, all, that's all the stats and the facts? Yeah, all the stats and the facts that's needed because we're not going to get into no Pelican stats because they took the L. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm glad. You know you know what, too? Uh, first of all, um, shout out to my guy, Jack. And I'm going to tell you why. He had a good game. Knicks fans leave him crap on that Bulls games, man. Mm-hmm. And he, he, he missed a free throw, a clutch free throw in the Bulls game after sitting like a damn near entire quarter and a half, got thrown in the game, was told to hit a free throw to clinch the game, and he missed the first free throw. Yeah. And he, I mean, he was tight. He was cold. That's understandable. This game, he came in the game, and he hit his free throws, and they ended up, um, he, has, he hit his free throws. He hit his clutch free throws, first of all, with the game online, and he made a lot of clutch plays. Mm-hmm. To finish the game off. He set up KP for a lot of lovely assists. Yes. And he, you know what? He made a couple of, he made a three-pointer. He drove through the hole, lost his man. He was just aggressive. He, he did everything right in that fourth quarter. So, you know what? Shout out to my guy, Jack. New York is a tough place to play. He even said it himself. He was like, you know what? I actually respect this line. Also, listening to the Rappaport uh, podcast, he said, you know what? Players come here and... People are passionate about the team. They're not always right. They're not, always, but they are passionate, and they will criticize you wrong. And be, and if you not built like that, if you don't can't take it, you don't want. You shouldn't be here. And I was like, Oh, give that man an applause! Applaud that man, please. Cause Jack gets it, man. Yup. Jack gets it, man. I, I don't expect anything less from a Scorpio. <laughs> <laughs> True that. True that. Tough in the mind, man. Yeah, I, I love that attitude, and you can tell. You can see. You can see in the games that he's a gamer. He's Captain Jack is a gamer, man. He doesn't lose that competitive edge. Nah. So um, shout out to Jack. Also, want to um, yeah, I want to talk about the Pelicans in general on why, how they play. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I feel like they should get rid of Cousins. I don't know. Ooh. I mean, to be real about it, I mean, it's not like they're blowing up the scene right now. I mean, what, they're 500 team with both AD and Cousins. I don't know what's happening. Like, I feel... I feel like Cousins just needs a guy like AD around him that doesn't score that much. Because when I was watching that game, I felt like they just got in each other's way. Mm-hmm. They, I don't know, they, they, just, they were in each other's space all the time. They didn't seem like they was very cohesive playing together. Now, when Cousins was out and AD was by himself, mm-hmm. oh, he was like another person. Yeah. You couldn't really guard him. Cause it, it, it might be a situation like with the Rockets where... You play them together to start the game, but then throughout the game, maybe you keep one of them out there and you put the other one on the bench. Yeah. So like for so it's like for a stretch, AD will play. Then you take out AD and you put in Cousins, and then for another stretch, Cousins will play. 
Like, maybe they need to do it like that, maybe, instead of having them out there together so much. Where I can see why they struggle sometimes. Like, they're not really clicking offensively mm-hmm. when both of them are on the floor. Yeah. So, um... I'll say that. Also, I want to get. I want to talk about KP because KP was was um before that game that he was on a four game losing streak, and he was complaining a lot about you know not getting a lot of foul calls. Yeah. And I felt like that game he took it more upon himself to make quicker decisions. He mixed it up. He didn't just take jump shots. He went to the hole. Had the mid range. He shot the three. He mixed it up a lot, and I felt like his game kind of showed that he's mixing it up a lot. Um, he, he shot a lot on the move. I feel like um, Jeff, he needs to find more ways to get KP shots on the move. Um, I actually think he's doing that lately, mm-hmm. to be honest with you, um, even in the games we were losing. But I feel like that's going to help him in the long run get his shooting percentage back up. And it worked out for him on that game. He actually complained that he was tired that game. But he said he felt like because he was tired, he was thinking of ways to conserve his energy and pick his spots more, which is interesting mm-hmm. that it worked for him in that game and not other games. Uh, who knows? Yeah, but um, I like that. Um, our second, our bench defense have been solid all year. I love the Frank, Ron Baker, Lance combo thing. It's just been working. Mm-hmm. And then just give the ball to Beasley. That's just, just, just been working. MVBs. MVBs. It's just been working, man. And that game, uh, I don't remember if it was the second or third. I think it was the second quarter. We actually took a lead in the second quarter because our bench outperformed the Pelicans bench. And so shout out to Bees and the second unit for clamping them down and Beasley just getting buckets on them like he usually does. Yeah. Uh, but like I said, AD, really in the third quarter, AD came to, came, came to work. Mm-hmm. But... um. This, the bench couldn't hold it together when they got back in, when the, the starters got back in, but they did their job, so I, I, I can't complain. Um, that's pretty much for that game, and I already talked about Jack, how he sealed the game for us, and KP did his thing, so. Yeah. Uh, good team effort. I like what I saw from that game. Um, I think KO had some nice moments in that game, too. KO has been not, had nice moments this week. It's yeah. recently, man. I don't know if I'm noticing more because he's in the trade rumors now, and I want him to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, KP's been, I mean, KO's been stepping up, though. Yeah, I even remember in the beginning of the year, he was like, yo, what happened to your 17-footer? Your 17 foot foot, your seventeen footer? Like, he's been hesitating on that, but he's been hitting that consistently since mm-hmm. since then. So, yo, shout-out to KO, man. You've been doing your thizzle. Yeah, especially um, today's tonight's game against the Mavericks, too. Like, he had a couple moves in that game, and I was like, KO. Why like, he was beasting, man? For, for real? I was like, yo, KO, where these moves come from, my man? The only thing I would say about KO that he needs to clean up at this point is the offensive... The fouling is bad right now. Mm-hmm. The fouling trying to get rebounds and just the fouling on screens. Yeah. It's the silly fouls. The silly fouls, was um, I, he has to clean up a little bit. But KO, um, keep it up, man. You do what you do. Yes, sir. So after that game... Knicks took three straight L's to the Spurs, to the Wizards, and to the Heat. Oh, my God. I guess we can... Should we... What should we... Well, I can quickly go through the stats of those L's. Yeah, let's, uh, yeah, let's, go, let's go through the Spurs one real quick. Yeah, um, LaMarcus Aldridge, 29 points and 6 rebounds. Right. Oh, uh, oh, God. Kawhi Leonard, 25 points, 8 rebounds, 4 assists, 4 steals. Wait, 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 wait. Oh. And also, um, 
Shout out, quick shout out to Kawhi Leonard because um he got a partial tear in his shoulder and he's gonna be out for even longer this season. Damn man, that's crazy. He was these you Yeah, shout out to Kawhi, man. Exactly. On um, Pagasol, eleven points, eight rebounds. Oh. And then we had Manu Ginobili, the ageless one. Ugh. Twelve points and four rebounds off the bench. Oh. And then we had Bertans, which is KP's um Latvian friend. Latvia. Ten points and four rebounds off the bench. Oh. Now I'm gonna go through the Knicks stats right quick. MVBs, eighteen points and nine rebounds off the bench. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. And then we had KP, Lance Thompson, and Courtney Lee, each with 13 points. And then we had Cantor, 12 points, 6 rebounds. Jared Jack, 10 points, 5 assists, 4 rebounds. That's not a bad game. Like, you know what? I'm going to give 13. No, I'm going to give an applause to Lance Thomas. I'm going to give 13 points. I think those 13 points were scored in the first half, too. Then in the second yes. half, he was scoreless. <laughs> 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 But that's like his career high, though. So. Exactly. <laughs> and in this game, the defense reigned supreme. Spurs, 38% from the field. The Knicks, 40% from the field. That is crazy, yo. Yes. And the killer in this game? Oh, boy. I mean, you really you really can't pick it out. Like the Knicks, I mean, stats-wise, the Knicks played a pretty good game, but the difference is the free throws. Spurs went to the line 34 times and made 28 free throws, while the Knicks only went to the free throw line 18 times and only made, and only made 14. Oh. That's the real big difference in that game, stats-wise. Huh, interesting. It's interesting you say that because, okay, I know the first time we played the Spurs, the Marcus was giving them problems. Yes. But also, you know what? I also remember we were in the penalty a lot. Mm-hmm. Yo, we were in the penalty a lot. We were in the penalty like the third quarter, fourth quarter, with like seven minutes to go. And it's crazy because we I felt like we lost the game the exact same way. Yeah. We, we were in it till halftime, and then the Spurs put their foot on their neck. That's pretty much what happened. Um, I um, It was interesting because... It was interesting because, you know what? Um, You know, let me shout out Joe... Oh, my God. Joe King Noah. Mm-hmm. First off, clap it up for Joaquin Noah. I'm going to clap it up for Joaquin Noah real quick. Matter of fact, we should clap him up for the Pelicans game. Exactly, exactly. That's, that's, that's what I'm talking about. Joaquin Noah showed out for the Pelicans game. He didn't have a lot of big points, but he 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 shut down Boogie Cousins. We talked about on his podcast that he's our best defender against Cousins, and he showed out that game. And I thought he was going to get more minutes this game. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he had like a short stint. He played 13 minutes. Yeah, 13 minutes. But you know what? He played well in that New Orleans games. He had he shut down Cousins. He hit like a couple of layups. Mm-hmm. Um, he had like a nice few nice picks. He was very instrumental. Got us a good win. So um, I don't know what happened this game, but he only played like two minutes in like the second quarter, and then coach was like, nah, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Lamarcus Aldridge was pretty much pretty much busting everybody ass. So yeah, man, and it's funny because I feel I feel like um that game the Spurs were, just got back Kawhi Leonard, and they thought they were going to um, I thought they were going to go to Lamarcus earlier mm-hmm. because you know he killed KP the first game, but you no know, he they went to him kind of late. Mm-hmm. I mean, it still worked though. So uh-huh. 
don't know. That game was a watch. That was depressing to watch, to mm-hmm. be honest with you. I don't even want to talk about that much. Uh, yeah, and, just, and the next game was pretty much a wash too against the Wizards. Yeah. So um, I'm gonna quickly go through the Wizards stats because this is another game that we don't want. We don't really don't want to talk much about because this game was pretty much disappointing. Word. So the Wizards now. Bradley Beal, 27 points, 6 assists, and 4 rebounds. Oh. Plus 25 when he was in the game. Oh. John Wall, 25 points and 9 assists. Plus 27 when he was in the game. Oh. Marcin Gortat, 21 points and 8 rebounds. Plus 24 when he was in the game. Oh. Yo, these stats are crazy. Yeah, and um, <laughs> if we're going to talk about... um. Otto Porter Jr. and um, Morris also, the Morris twin. I think that's uh, Markeith. Mm-hmm. Plus 20 when Markeith was in the game. Plus 20 when Otto was in the game. <laughs> the whole Wizards starting lineup pretty much smacked the Knicks. Oh. Now I'm going to get to the Knicks stats. MVBs. MVBs. 20 points, 9 rebounds, and 3 assists. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm just number one option numbers. It sounded like it. I'm just saying it. No, 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 no. I'm just saying it. <laughs> KP, 16 points and six rebounds. Shot five of 13 from the field. Oh. Number one option numbers? Cantor, 12 points and four <laughs> rebounds. <laughs> Jared Jack, 10 points and four assists. Oh, man. Kyle Quinn, 13 points and 10 rebounds off the bench. So give that man props. Oh, uh-huh. Kyle Quinn, he did his done this. Yes, and Doug McDermott also contributed with 10 off the bench. That was crazy. Like, this is this is a game. Oh. I mean, I guess you give him. This is a game. This is a game where. When I was talking about Ramon Sessions being an asset to the Wizards before, mm-hmm. when the Wizards starters went out and then the next and the Knicks bench went in, that's when we started to make our push. Mm-hmm. And, and that's when it was like, okay, well, maybe we have a chance. Yeah, because uh, the Wizards started. The Wizards bench was chitted to dash. Yeah, super chitted to dash. So, I mean, there wasn't really much good to, pl- to say about the game except for Beasley, and I also liked. I also like Frank's defense on John Wall, when when he get, when he did get to guard him. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was offensively he was struggling. That was the problem with that game. He was struggling offensively, even though he's playing Wall good defensively. Mm-hmm. And I felt like he Jeff took him out because he's like, damn, I got to try something else. Yeah, but. Um, that's the only thing I can really say about that game. And that's the game that KP said he was so tired about. Yeah, and um, you can see why. The Wizards shot 60% that game. Yeah. And we, Knicks were playing off a of back-to-back that game as well. So They were also out-rebounded, which rarely happens. Yeah, Cantor, I guess, didn't have his, his leg. And Cantor struggles against bigger guys all mm-hmm. the time, too. So, you know, Cortat, they're a big guy. Exactly. So, and, yeah. and they were outscored in the paint, which rarely happens also. Word, it was just it was all around bad. Yeah, all around bad. We, we kind of knew it. Yeah. I was hoping I was hoping we gonna get that win against the Spurs at home, but mm-hmm. I already knew that second back the bad game was a wash. Yeah, pretty much. And I guess we could get into this Heat game because this was another um disappointing loss for the Knicks. Yeah, a game they should have had, but unfortunately they lost it at the end. For the Heat. I would like to say whose man's is this? Who man's is this? But he was but he was a temporary Nick. Like he was with the Knicks for like a sec a quick second. Wayne Ellington. Oh. 24 points and four rebounds off the bench. Oh. Why? I have no idea. 
Josh Richardson, 18 points. Dragic, 19 points, 6 assists, 6 rebounds. Oh. Oh. Then you had Johnson, 16 points and 4 assists. Oh. Whiteside, 12.7 rebounds. Oh. Kelly Olenek, 10 points and 10 rebounds. Oh. <sighs> Alright, and now I'm going to get into the the Knicks stats. Oh, Kelly Olenek? Nah, Knicks stats. Courtney Lee, 24 points, 3 rebounds. KP, 15 points and 7 rebounds. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, give, let me, let me, let me clap it up for Courtney Lee real quick. Yeah, true that, true that. That's what I assume. Also, shout out um, MVBs again. MVBs! 20 points and 10 rebounds off the bench. Woo! Those are those fire stats. It Enos, was a heartbreaker, though. Yeah, it was. Enos Cantor, 14 points, 8 rebounds. Yeah, man. Kyle Quinn, 10 points and 3 rebounds off the bench. Now, here's the thing about this game. The Knicks, this is an overtime situation. And this is a game where I'm like, oh, we're going to win this game. We're going to win the Heat. We're going to win. I'm like, what the hell? We're losing. We're behind the whole game. Like, what the hell is happening? And then, second unit comes with the bench. And they do what they does, man. They get the lead. They Like, we were battling with the Heat the whole game. We finally get over the hump. Mm-hmm. And Beasley was... Number one option, Beasley was doing his thizzle. KP was not playing well that game. Mm-hmm. And we got the lead. I'm like, yo... That's what's up. We, we, we doing the thing. And Jeff puts his starters back for good reason because, you know, the, the Heat starters come back, came back and he started to lose the league again. And um, you know what? The Knicks did what they had to do despite the refs had some questionable calls here and there. I'm like, what the hell? But you know what? Um, You can see that the refs' non-calls on one end and calls on the other end was getting to the Knicks. Uh. The last play that sent the, the game into overtime was Courtney Lee. I think somebody drove and kicked. Courtney Lee had a shot at the three-point line. Mm-hmm. He pump fakes and gets his player in the air. He then clear, then lands and he tries to get contact and shoot the three. A no call. For some reason this season, we've gotten, you have gotten that call called against us every single time. Even if we didn't touch the player, if we jump in the air... Even if we don't touch the offensive player, we get the call. We get mm-hmm. we get a foul call. And it was like, Lee saw this happening, thought he could get the same call on the other end, and it just wasn't happening. No. But luckily, we got the rebound. I think Beasley, I think Beasley passed to McDermott. Beasley passes to McDermott? Uh, anyway. I'm not sure, but man, I know all I know is McDermott hit the three that brought the game to overtime. Word. Hit the three, brought the game to overtime. And I was I was OD happy. Beasley was 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 scoring. McBuckets was getting McBucket in. So, shout out to McDermott for... Hey. Teach me how to dug it. Doing his thug dizzle and hitting those shots at the end because we really needed it. So, yeah. thank you, McDermott. And um, you know what, too? Um, overtime comes, and I'm like, all right. First play of the game, of the overtime, Beasley is doing his thug dizzle and getting buckets. Scores on the heat. I'm like, oh, yes, he's still hot. We got this. Ends up trash talking to the heat. 
<laughs> running backwards and steps on a Heat's player behind him, twisting his ankle. <sighs> I was so tight. It was like, yo, all hands on deck. This is not a drill. Beasley is down. The GOAT is down. Somebody help this man. Yes. And uh, it hurt us, man. I feel like we could have won if Beasley didn't go down. What do you think, man? I mean, most definitely, because Beasley was definitely our number one option for that game. Beasley was getting was getting the buckets. He was the consistent scorer in that game. And I feel if he was still on the court, Knicks would have been able to um, run their offense a bit more efficiently you know, in the overtime period, and they would have came out with that win. Word. And the refs really screwed us that game, man. I feel like towards, especially towards the end, we had a lot of good defensive plays. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there was one play, it was like an and one, where same situation. No, somebody, I don't know who, somebody drove to the basket and got an and one. And I looked at the tape like at three different angles in slow-mo and Corey Lee never touched him. And he was like, yo, nothing is going our way. Nah. And it just seemed like it was meant to be for for that loss and Knicks lose, lost that game. One I thought we should have won or could have won, but yeah. It is what it is. But you know what? I'm glad that we actually won a game tonight. Yes, the Mavericks. Road win for them. Road win, goddammit. So you already know what that means. What's that? No Mavericks that shall be read. I'm going to start with your man's KP. 29 points and 8 rebounds. My man is back. When KP scores 30, y'all in trouble, pretty much. That's how I don't, don't, The is. only thing is that he was inefficient. 9 to 25 from the field, but he still got the 29 he got, points. He got the 29. I felt like he was getting fouled a lot, though. Yeah. Kyle Quinn, 15 points and 11 rebounds off the bench with 3 assists. Yo, this guy was a beast. Yes. Cantor, 13 points and 18 rebounds. Yo. You started flirting with 20, you doing something. Yes. Jared Jack with 12 points and 8 assists. Yes, yes, y'all. And Courtney Neely with 11 points and 5 rebounds. 11 points. And let me tell you about Courtney Lee. You needed all, every 11 points. All those 11 points. Yes, and I also want to give a quick shout out. Quick shout out to Frank. Seven points, seven rebounds, and five assists. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, who, wait, who, 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 who are we shouting out again? The French Prince. Ah, <laughs> ah, ah, shooting, scoring better than Dennis Smith Jr. <laughs> <laughs> and um, the yeah. Knicks held the Mavericks to thirty-eight percent from the field, which is pretty good. Twenty-five percent from three. Word, word, word. Yes, word. yes, yes. And um, they out rebounded the Mavericks fifty-nine to forty. Woo! I'ma just I'ma just shout out. Wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, sorry. Kyle <laughs> O'Quinn and Cancer put in work on the boards, man. Worked on the boards. Yes. Uh this game, this game, this game, this game. Everybody was really excited to see uh Dennis Smith Jr. versus Frank. Mm-hmm. But um they didn't really guard each other that much this game. Not really. There were there were only a few moments where um they, they went up against each other. It wasn't really fireworks or whatnot, but we, we got a glimpse, uh, you know, to see how they would go up against each other. But I'll say this, though. I did see Dennis Smith Jr. get burned twice in the second quarter, I think, on back-to-back plays where 
McDermott first got him on the backdoor cut, and then I forgot who who got him in the backdoor cut again. Oh, damn. I want to say it was Lance Thomas. Mm. I'm not sure, but he got caught twice on the backdoor cut, and I was like, damn. And I think and I think Max were playing a bit of zone in the second quarter too, if I'm not mistaken. Which was which is you know when a team can't defend, that's what they resort to the, the zone. Yeah, Mavericks defense is yeah, it's kind of suspect. Very, very, very suspect. I mean, here's the thing about Dennis Smith Jr. is a very talented offensive player, um, but he still has a long way to go. He's still a freshman. He's still uh, his shooting percentage isn't that good. Um, he has promise. I'm not saying he's not ever going to be good because he's gonna be fine. To be honest, he's gonna be fine. But the real reason I wanted Frank over Dennis was his defense. He Dennis is right now in the bottom half of the league in defense, according pick and roll defense. I think it's like twelve percent or something like that. He's not good at pick and roll defense. And Jack took advantage of that in the beginning. He was very aggressive in the beginning. He had like seven points in the first quarter alone, and he wasn't playing that much until the fourth quarter when it mattered, and he made the right plays. So I think Jack was up for this game. He he kind of read like Dennis Smith Jr. was the ish, and you know mm-hmm. he was gonna get into him. Man, he did he did his thing, man. So shout out to Jack. Yeah, was super od aggressive, most definitely. Um, KP was actually rolling in the first half. He was a lot more efficient in the first half than the second. Um, I think they changed some things up. They put some smaller guys on him. I felt like they roughed him up a lot more in the second half. Yeah, him and Matthews kind of had a bit of beef. Yo, man, what's Matthews, man? <laughs> Listen, Cantor was on the floor when Wes Matthews was in KP's face. None of that ish would have happened at all, man. He would have got sunned. I'm not saying KP didn't back down, but it was just like, come on, man. Yeah, KP, KP, KP was kind of laughing at him. Yeah. Was to talk to him. <laughs> I think it was more desperation. Yeah. Like, KP was getting what he wanted, so he's trying to get into his head. That's what it seemed like to me anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, ah, hold that L, bro. Word. Oh, man. But, yeah. But then, you know, the Mavericks have been holding a lot of L's this season, so they're used to I it. I mean... They're used to it. Word. They are used to it. Hold, hold that applause with the L. <laughs> <laughs> and shout out to all the Dennis Smith Jr. fans who's on the page trolling, th- saying he was going to do this and that and end up doing nothing much. Yeah. Shout out to y'all. Keep trying. <laughs> oh, oh man. man, I know, I know how y'all feel. Yeah, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good though. Dennis Smith Jr. will have another opportunity when nah, it comes to no, the garden. Because it's cool because him and Frank are actually cool. Yeah, they are. They hugged at the end of the game. Yeah, they're actually like, real cool. They talked a lot during the combine and all this other stuff. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just tight at the people. I don't want trolls get off my page, man. That's how yeah. I'm saying. I'm just tired of trolls. It is what it is, though. Yeah, I mean, both of these players still got a long way to go, so let's see four, five, six, seven years down the line who's where. Word. Word, word, word. Also, I want to give a sh- I want to uh, I want to highlight the things that Courtney Lee has done because he is number one in the league in free throw shooting, and we would not have we would not have won without his clutch free throws. Most definitely. Towards the end. He has not missed a free throw. I think he's he's hit forty one in a row or something crazy. I like think that. it's forty three in, oh, in a row. Forty three in a row. Yeah, he's one off. He's one off from Chris. Um, Chris, Chris, Duhon, yeah. Chris like, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. 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 Or is it Chris Duduan? Like, ah. Uh, <laughs> uh, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Damn it! I found it. <laughs> <laughs> that was a long pause. We apologize for that. <laughs> 
Chris Duduhan, yes, yes. Yeah. So, Courtney Lee, <laughs> please break that record. Break that record, man. Take yes. it away from him. Exactly. But don't listen to this podcast first. I don't want you to jinx. <laughs> True jinx that. yourself. Oh, man. Yeah, that was a, that was a good. And you know what? I really liked the defense in that game, man. Yeah, the defense was good. Yeah, from the second unit and the starters as well. I feel like even Jack was moving his his thirty five year old or however he is behind, switching on defenders. The rotations were very crisp. They really did their homework. They knew that mm-hmm. the they the uh, Dallas Mavericks shoot a lot of threes and they honed in on that and they actually stopped them. Um, even towards the end, it was. And you know what was interesting about that game too. Jeff Hornacek stayed with the big men even when Dallas went with a, a three-guard set. Mm-hmm. And it, sh- it showed to be a good move because we out-rebounded them. I'm, yeah. I'm glad. I'm killed glad them on the glass. And killed them on the glass. And and you know what, too? Um, Frank almost closed the game out. unless If, if Frank didn't have those two turnovers towards the fourth quarter... He would have closed the game out. He would have closed the game out. But you know what? Putting Jack back in the game ended up working out great for us because Jack ended up hitting a game-winning shot pretty Word, much. Word, man. That float, yo. Yup. That floater Jack made. And it should have been an and one. That should have been an and one. The rest of Wild and OD Wild that game. For, yo, I really think that Jack had that Miami game in his mind. He slept on that game. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because that Miami game... They was kind of treating KP the same way. They was all crowding KP and it was forcing the guards to make a move. And God was like, I'm and Jack was like, I'm making a move. And he committed. The same stuff he be telling Frank, he, he told himself. Yeah. And he made that basket at the end. So shout out to Jack for making that move and being nice and aggressive and never scared. Yes, yes, yes. Knicks win. Knicks win. So Frank over Dennis Smith? Would you, if you had the chance, would you, would you pick Frank or Dennis? I mean, Knicks need help. Knicks need defensive help at the point guard. So that's why at the draft I was more pointing towards Frank. But I, I mean, to be real about it, if the Knicks drafted Jenny Smith Jr., I wouldn't be mad about that either. So it is what it is. I wouldn't be mad either, but I like Frank. Yeah, I like I'm Frank very also. Happy with Frank. Yeah. I'm very, very happy with Frank. I'm taking Frank. I'm sorry. That, I'm, I know that, I'm crazy. Defense, that defense is crazy. That and, defense is crazy. And my, and my whole thing is... I just got tired of seeing Knicks point guards not being able to hold the opposition. And I was just tired of seeing opposing point guards just go crazy on us. Word, man. So I'm like, the fact that we actually got a point guard now that can actually lock down the opposing point guard, like, I'm happy with that. Top five in defensive percentage, man. I don't think it's by accident. Yeah, the guy the guy is a defender. And I think Rick Carlisle even, they asked him a question about Frank, and he said that defensively, like, he's way above the curve for a rookie. Word, I, I'm, I, it's, he's gonna be man. Frank's gonna be all right, man. Yeah. Yo, shout out to Derek Harper too again. His, his yeah, true that, true that. With, with a couple of years he spent with the Knicks or Knicks legend. Yes. <laughs> Knicks like Knicks Knicks legend legendary role player whatever Knicks cool. legend exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so is it about that time? Oh, it's about that time. You know what time it is? Time for those. Oh. Yes, sir. The old picks. Yeah, I mean, you, got, how many, you got a lot of oop picks? I only got one oop pick, All man. Right, go ahead. We'll do what you do. I pretty much mentioned it already, but I'm going to go through it again. Okay. So, you know, towards the end of the game, the game was tied 94, 94 in the fourth quarter. You know, Mavericks, they tried to um, alley-oop it to um, Powell, mm. but, Cal, but Kyle Quinn blocked that. Kyle Quinn was like, nope. So, you know, Jared Jack got the ball, bring it down the court. 
Um, I think KP set the screen, screened off Berea. Jared Jack went around the screen, drove to the hoop. Oh yeah. Floater. Oh, clutch floater. Yes, and it should have been an and one because Devin Harris hit him hard. Yo, did you see this Jack's face, man? Yeah, he was pissed yo, off. I yo, I love this face. I love it though. I don't know why I love seeing people pissed. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I love seeing people pissed when they make a basket. Like that should have counted. Yeah, exactly. I love that win, yo. When the Knicks, the Knicks beat the Cavs and the refs that game, yo. That should have counted as two wins. True that. <laughs> <laughs> Back to Foot Locker, yo. Yeah. <laughs> Trash refs, yo. For real, yo. Smiling. Doodle ass refs. <laughs> <laughs> and that is my old pick. All right, all right, all right. We'll see. We'll see. I got. I think I got a couple of old picks right uh, now. Okay. All okay. right. How much time we got there? We got about. According to this eight minutes, but it could be a bit more, a bit less. I'm not too all right, sure. All right. Well, we'll see. All right. So my first ooh pick goes to my guy. Do you believe in magic, KP? Oh, the unicorn. The unicorn. There was a unicorn sighting in Dallas today. I don't know how warm or cold it is, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, I guess the unicorn likes the weather in Dallas because um, Dirk Dirk was guarding my guy. I think on the left side by the, I don't know, the elbow. Well, yeah, it was by the, the elbow. The elbow, yeah. yeah. KP had the ball. Dirk was guarding him. And, yeah, Dirk couldn't really hang with my guy, man. He, Dirk, he, KP had like a little fake, a little head, head fake, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Did a little dribble, dribble right, leaned real hard, and Dirk leaned with him. KP crossed him back, huh? Smooth. Jump shot in his face right after the crossover. It was nice. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And you know what? Um, you know what too? Oh man, the Dallas right. Uh, let me just say this: as a short guy who plays basketball, there's one thing short guys hate more than anything mm-hmm. when you play against them. And that's um when you post them up. Of course. It's like a personal slap in the face. It's like a F you. It's like sure guys take that personal. Yeah. So like there was a play, this is not the Upic, but I'm just setting up the men. There was a play where uh where Frank Lakina posted up JJ Burr. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey little guy, yeah. get a ball. And, you know, you know, Frank's hit a, little, a few of those um, fadeaways from 15 foot a few times before. So he shot it and he missed, which is fine. Mm-hmm. It's cool. That's not the pick is. But then after that, uh, JJ got the ball and he's dropping to the hole. And he goes to the hole and he thinks he has his man beat. But then, out of nowhere, hold on, hold on, I'm looking for him. He gets blocked. Rejected. By Ron Baker. Uh. <laughs> so I'm like, damn, yo, I know you felt mad small. Word. <laughs> and I, was, I don't know what quarter that was. But then after that, JJ did the same move again and got blocked by Frank Nilekina. Rejected. <laughs> <laughs> On the same move. I think Ron Baker and Frank was watching the same tape. On Jerry. <laughs> Probably. So that was my picks for both of those blocks, making J.J. Burns feel extra small that game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. 
<laughs> oh man, I, I'm good. Okay, I guess we can, we can get into the the, the bro picks. Yeah, yeah, we get into the Bruh. picks right now. <laughs> okay, okay. What bro picks you got? Uh, let's see, let's see. Oh, I got one big. I got a bro pick. Yo, the bro picks for the. I'm, here's my bro pick. Now, um, my bro pick is for the rest of the Dallas game. <sighs> that's that's in a nutshell. That was probably the one of the worst officiated games I've seen this year. I'm not sure ever, but pretty, pretty bad. The offensive foul, first of all, the refs um, called the offensive foul on KP after Wesley Johnson threw him on the floor. Bruh. Yeah. Then the refs called an offensive foul on Jared Jack after they threw Jared Jack on the floor. Bruh. Then Jared Jack goes to the hole at the end of the game and gets fouled going to the hole shooting a floater. That should have been an and one. Bruh. <laughs> so really, that's three. Bruh, bruh, bruh. In a row. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why the refs hate the Knicks. They really hate the Knicks this game. They hated the Knicks in the Heat game too, but it was like, yo, the Dallas game was a whole nother level. Yeah. And I'm really glad we won that game despite the refs' actions. So um, that's that's my bro pick, man. And now with my bro picks, I'm going around the NBA. Oh, oh, here we go. First bro pick goes to Dennis Schroeder on the Hawks. Bruh. So um, I'm gonna set up the scenario for y'all. The Hawks are down by two with mm-hmm. like about six seconds left on the clock. Okay. So you know the Hawks know that. Well, no, my fault. The Hawks were down by three. Okay. So the Hawks knowing that down the court, they need a three. Mm-hmm. So Schroeder brings the ball up the court, drives very fast, and instead of kicking it out to one of his teammates, he goes for the two. Uh-oh. With like one second left on the clock. Bruh. And what if his teammates was on the corner, pointing at Schroeder and trying to tell him, like, yo, your man's just wide open at the three. Why did you pass it? Bruh. Bruh. Damn. Damn, <laughs> you Chuck. Ah, so so people were saying that since, you know, Schroeder made that play that the Hawks tank is real because Uh, (laughs) they try to tank for the season. So they try to tank games right now. (laughs) Second bro pick goes to um, Jason Tatum on the Celtics. Uh Uh-oh. Not the Rook. Yes, the Rook. I mean, the Rook's been playing pretty strong lately, but there was a play against the Cavaliers earlier in the week where... He had a strong drive to the rim, mm-hmm. rose up, and he got blocked by the rim. Bruh. Oh, the block by the rim, yeah. bro. Classic, bro. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. It was pretty bad. Damn. Sprite. Yes, and um, <laughs> the, and another bro pick goes to KP. I'm sorry, KP. No! The Wizards game. You try to guard be a one-on-one. Uh, that wasn't a very smart idea, KP. Because Bill put KP on skates. Damn. KP almost fell to the floor, but luckily he caught his balance. But Bill still not to jump in his face afterwards. Bruh. Man, listen. <sighs> KP, listen. That was a good defense. Not... He didn't fall. He, he was on skates, he though. He was on skates. He didn't fall, though. He didn't fall. <laughs> it was better offense. But, um, For, he actually played a high defense, but Big Man got a challenge. He didn't sack off as much. That was a good shot. 
I'm, yeah, I, he, he's just lucky. He's just lucky. Bill ain't hit him off with another move because if Bill hit him off with another move, he, he might have went down like Frazier. You're right, yeah. but he did. He did. <laughs> but, oh, but but now here's a play where somebody actually got their ankle twisted oh. as they got their ankles broke. Damn, da- David West, bruh. Funny thing is, him and CP3 used to be teammates on the New Orleans Hornets. Not anymore. But they face each other. One is on the Rockets and one is on the Warriors, if you don't know already. Mm. Chris Paul hit him with the mean snatch. It wasn't, even a, it wasn't even a regular snatch, too. Chris Paul went behind his leg through the legs. Snatches. So he can just so he can just automatically just go up into the jumper. My man David West Filthy. fell over and literally twisted his ankle. He had to leave the game afterwards. Oh. <laughs> Bruh, bruh. <laughs> Damn. That's, that last one's for your pride. Yeah. <laughs> a literal ankle breaker? Yes, literally. Oh, damn. One more. <laughs> and another bumper goes to Caldwell Pope on the Lakers. I don't know why people do it. Only special people can pull off this move. Oh, I know this one. T-Mac was, was known for, you know... Throwing the ball off the backboard and catching it and slamming it. Mm-hmm. Even LeBron has done it a couple of times. Yeah, and Kobe. Yeah, but you know, I don't know what's wrong with Caldwell Pope because obviously Caldwell Pope thinks that he's of their caliber. I mean, you, know, you gotta have confidence in yourself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and he attempted to throw it off the glass and it went way over the glass and it hit like the scoreboard or the the second twenty four second clock, Bruh. which is pretty bad. Yikes. His aim is a little off, you know. You yeah, yeah. I guess his aim was a bit off. I, I don't know. Maybe he needs a glasses. I don't know. Contacts. <laughs> uh, traded. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the, and that is all my bro picks oh, for this week. You are going with Randall, all right? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Oh man. So to schedule this upcoming week. Yeah, man. It's a, it's a light week this week. Yeah, light. Um, I think. We had the game on Wednesday, right? Yeah, against the Bulls at home. Yo! That should be a dub. We need that game. Yes, that should be a dub. We need that game. Right now, what? Yeah, we need that game. We're I mean, 19 and 21. We need to get back to 500, bro. For least. real. That'll, that'll get us to 20. Yes. I'm counting that as a W. I'm counting it as a W, too, because I mean. The Knicks play much better at home. I know I know we lost to Chicago twice in Chicago, but at home it should be a different story. There's no way the Knicks should lose that game. I don't give a damn. Word. And then on Friday, we got the Timberwolves away. I'm saying L. Mm. I can see, yeah. The Cat cat versus, yo, the Cat versus KP. We don't have the Cat versus KP debate again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's better? Yeah, I just think the Timberwolves are just too good right now for the Knicks. I mean... And the Knicks road rolls, like, I don't know. I feel you. I want to I want to say win. But, all right, I understand. Cavs, KP, you got Jimmy Butler. You got Crow, you got... Uh, it's going to be tough, that's all T I know. T versus... You got Frank. Frank needs to play 30 minutes this game. Yeah. T speed. Ah, it's going to be a tough game. I mean, yeah, are we going to have Beasley even back? Hopefully, 
because it's just a sprained ankle. Hopefully, it's not anything serious. Lance Thomas on. Whatever, I'm going to say when I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well. And then Sunday, we got the Pelicans at home. Dub. That's a dub. Yes. Three game winning streak. Yeah, and I'm saying two out of three. I mean, I mean, if if I mean, if you recall, I guess last week, right? I should have went to Vegas. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I, I predicted. I predicted every game right. I said Knicks gonna beat Pelicans. They're gonna lose to the Spurs, lose to the Wizards, lose to the Heat, and they beat the Mavericks. Well, yeah, that was the that was the realistic way to go. Yeah. <laughs> In my mind, I was like, oh, Spurs, damn it! But I really, I know we needed this. I was hoping he's gonna win. Yeah. That was my hope, trying to get that win. Even though he's getting smacked by the Spurs out of the game, feel like we seem like we didn't have a chance. True. But yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, so um I guess we get to the IGs. Yeah, man, that is it. That is the end of our show. You can find me at J Ellis Draws Things. That's J E L L I S D R A W S T H I N G S. No dollar sign. J Ellis Draws Things on Instagram. See some drawings, see thick stuff, all that. Yeah, you can catch me on um IG at Sergi is chillin'. Sergi is chillin'. That's S I R G is C H I L L I N, and you know you can go to my page and you know catch up on my writings for the podcast. Or got some good stuff up there. Yes, as, yes, as yes. As you heard, exactly the Nick of Time Show dot com. Don't forget the the. Exactly. Also go there for tickets to Nick Time Show dot com. You can go there for tickets as well. Or KOT tickets. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Um, and you know what? You can get um, hoodies, all our merchandise on our store. Hit us up, man. We got you. Everything you, next, you need, we got. Yes. That is the end of our show. We Peace. out. Peace.